Welcome to the Valley View Podcast. My name is Caleb Chamberlain, and I'm the pastor here at Valley View Church. We are so grateful that you are joining our church family as we pursue the Lord's heart and His plan for all of us. It is our desire to grow, and we are excited that you get to join us in this adventure. So grab your Bible and prepare your heart to seek God's face and all that He has in store. All right, so we've been talking last week. We talked a, a lot about um, our stance as a church, how we're going to be salt, how we're going to be light, um, how we're going to be overcome people with love. We're just, that's our desire. Um, and, and I love that we're working with VBS and we're thinking about all the things, all the components. You look at all the roles, you think about, wow, I don't have that gift. <laughs> I have this gift. That is wonderful. That means we have, as a family, a lot of spiritual gifts. Not all of us look the same. So we want to figure out what it is that when we talk about spiritual gift synergy, which is one of the things, I'm gonna, sorry, I'm going to grab my whiteboard because I'm, otherwise I'll forget it. Um, we talked about spiritual gift synergy. What is spiritual gift synergy? Each part matters. Each part adds to the other. Nothing takes away. Everything is in coordination. It's like, I mean, it's, it is the body, like it's as the body functions, like one part fun- doesn't function too well. It's not functioning very well. I'm not going to pick on uh, Micah today. I'm just, I'm just saying it, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no, but like one part suffers, it all suffers. <laughs> I love you. No, but it's, man, it is. It's just one of those things like, and I, I'm, I'm going to read some thoughts that you guys wrote out uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, maybe it was a few months ago. I don't know at this point. Um, working together. Parts working as one body, uh, being aware of the unseen, what God is doing in the spiritual realm, and seeing what he sees and operating from that place. Recognizing and activating your gifts, knowing and valuing other gifts, others' gifts, uh, no one on the sidelines. I like that. Uh, good fruit, seeing fruit come from what you're doing and multiplied in others. And how well we operate together in the gifts of the Spirit. It's, this is spiritual gifts energy and knowing that each of our gifts are necessary. Each one is necessary. Oh, I love these answers. I'm going to add this. To, we're just going to strengthen all. We're going to go off of that. But I think this is what's wonderful. James 1.17. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. He has given us perfect gifts. These are gifts that are important. We don't want to neglect. We don't want to say they're, eh. It's like, no, my gift is, I wish I had a better gift than this one. It's like, no, thank you, God. You didn't shift. You didn't, you're, the value of this gift is perfect. You didn't give it to the wrong person. You gave it to the person that you entrusted in. And now, God, how can I grow in these gifts? And what spiritual gift synergy means to me is, I, I just break it down. It is, it is basically what you've been saying. It's, it's gifts, which is something we didn't earn, it's, and that's, it's been given to us. It's a godly gift that we can choose to use. We get to choose to use these things. And we're becoming, we're called to become in sync or become one with one another. I believe that each gift we're given is to be used in the following ways. I've got three points today. I'm just going to say I'm all out, but you can write them as fast as you want to. To express our love for him and for one another, which I believe is in this, that love is the oil, right? To serve and to build one another up and to give God glory. So 1 Corinthians 10.31, so whatever, whether you eat or you drink, and I like this thing, or whatever you do, 
Because sometimes you're like, well, that didn't fit in the realm of eating or drinking. But he says also, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. It also echoes into Colossians three seventeen and uh, 23. It says, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Again, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. You're not doing this for anyone. You're doing it as unto the Lord because you want him to take glory and to get the glory. It's not about, because it's not about our gifts. I, I want to emphasize that 1 Corinthians 13 uh, is a huge factor because we don't do this because we have gifts and that earns our right to become believers. And now we, we use them and we use them. They're not clout of who we are. It is just an expression. Operating our gifts expresses our love for God and for one another. It's not earning favor from God or love, but expressing our love. We're de- like, um, <clears throat> think about as husbands, like if you uh, were doing the dishwasher. We do these things in the secret, right? Like if you do the dishwasher, you do the things like the, the little things to help out around the house. You know, there's that one thing, and maybe you don't, it's, I, I could do this well, and I could serve Michelle, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to do the dishes, I'm going to do some stuff. Now, I'm not telling her that I've done that. I'm not showing what I've done. I'm like, hey, look, Michelle. Have you seen the dishes lately? They're gone. Like, no, that's not what we're doing. We're not earning our love. We're doing it in secret. We're our, it's out of love for that person. We do these things. We don't do it. back. We're not getting the glory. Who cares about us? So we're doing it as unto the Lord. We do that to give him glory. That's why we do the operating these gifts. It's not to say, hey, God, did you see me speaking in tongues lately? Have you, have you seen me prophesy lately, God? I mean, he doesn't care. He doesn't. He does care. He doesn't care about that part, though. He's like, he doesn't, he's not changed. He's not convinced. He's not more in love with you because you operated in your gift. He's like, he's just like, ooh, good job. He's proud of you. It says in 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 13, we're just going to read this through because I think it's important. We don't just emphasize this as the wedding or the marriage, you know, because we always read this at weddings and different things. But I think it's honestly the miss, like we're missing out if we're not reading it over our churches, over one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or clinging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. Nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I might, that I might boast and do not have love, but do not have love, I gain nothing. It does not dishonor. This is the thing. Love does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when, we compl- when the completeness comes, what is in part disappears. 
It's what we long for, right? The prophecy, the hope, the things that we long for, the, the fullness, the restoration, the healing, all these things are in part. But when the completeness comes, which is Jesus, when he comes, it all disappears. There's no more need for it. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I'm fully known. And now these three remain faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Love, love, love. We cannot do this without love. It is saying, man, you could be the the bomb of any church, all right? You'd be like, wow, whoa, look at their gifts. Oh, my goodness. But man... I wish they loved a little bit more. Guess what? It's useless. It's useless. Your gifts are becoming useless. It's actually hurtful. It's actually harmful to the ears. So praying, Lord, like, I want to operate out of love. You know, you know why we do this? Because the goal for each gift we are given is to be an expression of the first and second commandment. Right? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. That's the purpose. Everything we do is onto that. That is our, our desire. Now, we live in a generation where we have a lot of lips, a lot, lot, of, lot of talk. If you ever watch a romantic movie, any romantic movie, where do most romantic movies end? You know, the, the, the guy comes and he's like, oh, I love you and this is my passion. I love this and this is why I think about you. And then the credits roll. We never see them get married. We do a highlight montage, maybe, but we never see how they lived it out. We don't see them in their old age. We don't see anything beyond that. What happens next? How does he love? How does he do this? I want to know. This is what I, I want us to find out because I want to know what God has called us. He's like, okay, love, love me, love me, love others. Give God, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your, all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. He's saying that's it. That's his professional love. This isn't the end of the credits, okay? This is just now, now what? Now what? How do we do this? How do we walk in this? Because gifts, those gifts have been given. They've been given to us for what? to love one another and to show our love for Christ. And also, our gifts have been allow us to serve and to build up one another. We're all different. Does that surprise you? Hold on. Did you hear that? We're all different. You're a little different than me. You're a little different. Than, we're a little different than each other. Praise God for that. We're, none of us is the same as the other. It says in Psalm 139, 14, I praise you, God, because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Again, in 1 Corinthians 7, 7, uh, Paul's talking about this. He says, I wish that you all were as I am. I wish you were. But each of you has your own gift from God. One has this gift. Another has that. Praise God for that. Praise God for our differences. In Romans 12, 6 through 8, it says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve it. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. 
we're all made so wonderfully and so well. And the little parts and the little cogs and the little tiny things, the things that you don't think that matter. But if you see a clock, you know that each gear has a purpose. If one gear is not working in the function that it should be, the whole thing is useless. It is not a clock anymore. It is a bunch of parts, just broken parts. But each of us are built uniquely and wonderfully. Each of us have a gift to give away and to express. Not all of us will love one another in the same exact way, right? I mean, some of us, do we all give gifts the same way? Some of us have a love giving away things differently. Some of us like handmade stuff. Some of us like buying big old big stuff. Some of us like spending time with one another. Some of us express love differently than one another. We are all made very, very differently. Praise God for that because it would be really boring. We are all made uniquely And we've been all given unique and God-given gifts to express the love we have for God and for one another in our unique way. We need to figure out what those are. We need to tap into those things. This isn't copy-paste clones. This is, God, how did you make me unique? How did you make me wonderful? How am I supposed to not only be unique, wonderful, but not become an oddball where I can't work with anybody? We can be that. That isn't God. what God's called us to do, though. He said, no, I made you unique to complement the other to build one another up now i think about david i love because like when we miranda and david when we we were in uh what was that called d201 you know rich was asking you guys he asked you he's like would you be interested in helping the treasury you're like you have the wrong person but i know who is a good person david like man wow what a blessing you are you're a blessing and, you know, the things, the minutia, I mean, I can't tell you the minutia of every detail and facet of our finances, praise God, you know it all. You've gone through it all. You've really done a good job. I am not like you, and neither is Miranda. Praise God, because you are a great compliment to me. I am not going to do it well. But that's the blessing. That's the blessing of having people like that, that do the things. And, like, I think about Sam. Um, he's walking out. He, but, like, I, I but think of the people who were doing the weeds and blessing it. And there's the people downstairs doing being with the kids and loving them and just being such a blessing, going so extra, so overboard with how much they love these kids. We all have a different part. But we are all called to work together, to find that out, to dive into the treasure that you are, that God, the treasure that he's sown in you, the things that he's given you, and not to neglect your gifts, but to say, God, you've given me these gifts. What do I do with it? 1 Corinthians 12, 6 through 10, there are different kinds of working, but here's the reality. This is where it brings us together because you guys could be all a bunch of quirky oddballs. We could be. We could be. We could be, and we, we could be, and we sometimes are, yes. But here's the reality. He said, you all could be different kinds of working, but guess what? In all of them, and in everyone, is the same work at God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Not for your own good, but for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, and to another speaking in different kinds of tongues. Not speaking in tongues, but to speak in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. We're very, very different. But it's the same spirit that unites us. 
It continues on in 12. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second, prophets, third, teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of help, of helping, of guidance, of different kinds of tongues. Now, the question is, are all apostles? No. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No. Do all work miracles? No. Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Now, he's not saying no, but he's leaving you with a question. Not everybody has the same stuff. There's a lot of comparing. You know, like you do. Who compares? I really, who compares here? Like I'm saying I do it sometimes. I look at others. I'm like, man, I don't have that gift. I wish I had it. We look at one another and we have that heart like, oh, I wish I could be just like them. But he's like, no, here's the reality. Eagerly desire the greater gifts. These are, these are really great. And yet I will show you the most excellent way, which is what? It falls in chapter 13. Love, love. That is a gift to be given. All of you. To seek that, the most excellent way. Now, there are spiritual gifts. I mean, like you can look up online. There's administration, apostleship, discernment, evangelism, exhortation. Well, that got weird. Encouragement, (laughs) um, faith, giving, helping, knowledge, leadership, mercy, pastoring, service, teaching, wisdom. There's a lot of gifts out there. There's a lot of, you know, ways we can operate in. And some of us don't even know what we are good at. Some of us know really what we're good at because we went up, we went, and we're like, I need to know. I just want to know. That's, that's the type of personality we are. Now, all of us can operate in these gifts. All of us can have some of these gifts. Some of us might have one of these. That's okay. That doesn't mean you're, you're less than. It just means like, Lord, you've given me one. I want to operate in this one gift. I want to walk in it in the fullness of it. Let's see here. It says, and this is how we should operate in it. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Keep the unity of the spirit because you could do all these things and lose the unity of the spirit. There's one body. He's reminding you, one body. There's one body, just one. Not that body over there and this body over here, the whole body. We are a body. Now, you may not like some of your body friends, okay? Some body friends. Anyway, I'm in a mood. All right. Um, no, but like we sometimes prefer like, oh, you know, that's, that's kind of like the, the, the 14th toe. I don't know what it is. It's like some off-brand toe. I don't know. Like, no, but these are a part of our body. This is our body. Treat it as such. One body, one spirit. We are so prone to criticize and build, tear down one another and, and just totally destroy what God's doing. Now, man, I tell you what, not everyone's going to be like Valley View. Praise God for that because we are unique. We love the Lord our God with all of our heart and soul and strength. And so do other churches. I love that, Barb, you shared that. It's, we need, there may be weaknesses. There's opp- opportunities for prayer. I like how you did that. That was really good. We need to pray for our, our fellow body members, okay? They, we need to pray for them because they need it. But man, he's trying to bring us back to this. There's, only, there's one body. There's one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. He's emphasizing this idea. One God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. 
But to each of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned to it. Apportioned it. And this is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives, praise God, and gave gifts to his people. Now, what does he, he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his body for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Now, you have seen weak bodies, right? Some of us are frustrated with our bodies, all right? I'm, I get frustrated. We, we want to be built up. Not just be a body, but a built-up body, a strengthened body, a body that is very coordinated, working together, because we want to reach it. This is what we want to reach, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, become mature, attaining to the whole measure, the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. That's what we want. It builds us together. And this is the whole point. We don't want to be infants anymore. This is why. We don't want to be infants anymore, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and the craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, this is for us to speak to together when we are not getting along too well, when we have weird ideas or when you see other churches and we're like, man, I don't like what they're doing. I need to speak the truth in love. If we do this, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head. That is Christ. I love the fact that he's like, I'm sorry, none of you guys are going to be the head. It's kind of nice. It's reassuring, honestly. <laughs> it's like, oh, praise God. I don't have to be anything. I don't even have to be the head. I can be the finger, okay? I will be the finger, and I will be the, uh, not that middle finger, but I'll be the finger, all right? <laughs> I will be the finger. I will be the hand. I'll be the whatever that part you need me to be, Lord. Please don't be the middle finger. All right. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament. It grows and it builds itself up in love as each part does its work, as it operates in the gifts. As each of us grow in our gifts, we grow in unity. How cool is that? Like we neglect our gifts. He's like, don't neglect it. Don't neglect it. Operate in it. Let it serve one another. Our faith gets built up. Our understanding of Jesus grows, and we become mature. He's talking about this. God's desire and purpose of our gifts is that they would be stretched, built up, and strengthened in every way. We don't grow out of the place of comfort, but out of the area of being spurred to keep running. I always hated when my dad would say, keep going, keep going. (laughs) I'd run with him in the mornings. It was hard. 5.30, he wants to be up that early. I know some of you do. I don't know what's wrong with you, but you know, I love you guys, so I, for, I forgive you. But he would encourage you. He's like, run, and I would always hate running. And like, he's like, okay, keep going. Stop slacking back there. And then, you know, and then, oh, for a while, it was, it was not fun, and it was very painful. And we'd go to that last hill, and it was just really long. And then he's like, then you start running faster. I'm like, Fine. <laughs> I'll see you later. No, but like eventually it would spur me on to keep going and it would drive me nuts for a while. But man, it was encouraging after all. I needed that to spur one another on to keep running, to grow. And I knew when I kept going, I grew in strength. 
Man, for everything, this is from First Timothy, for everything God created is good and nothing is to be rejected. Let's see here. And nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving because it is consecrated by the word of God in prayer. If you point these things out to the brothers and sisters, you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus, nursed in the truths of the faith and of the, follow, the good teaching that you have followed. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourselves to be godly. This is why I always challenge any phrase. That, that's the verse. This is where I, if anything, that, you know, those isms, those little things that you're handed down to you and by generations and those little phrases, that's where I take that to. He said, don't have anything to do with those old wives' tales. Rather, train yourselves to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. And this is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. This is a big phrase. If he's saying that, this is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially those who believe. Command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young or weak at these things, by the way. And by the way, that's why I'm bringing out Jackson. I'm like, I bring out you. Like, because you're young doesn't disqualify you. Praise God. He's not, you're not disqualified. You are here. You are speaking truth and love. I love hearing every time. Every time. Keep going. <laughs> Don't look anyone down because you're young. But set an example for the believers in speech in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of the scripture, to preaching, and to teaching. Do not, do not neglect your gift. This is a part of it. Don't neglect that gift, which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders lay their hands on you. He's talking about this person, but you think about that time you were given that gift, that time you were starting to operate in a gift. Like, man, maybe you don't have it. Maybe you're not aware of what's going on, what your gift is But when you're asking Holy Spirit, God, what is my gift? What have you given? What have you built in me? What have you sown in me? What is from you? Ask him. And then don't neglect it. Rather, be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress and watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them. Because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Man, and this this is the third point. Using your gifts, it gives God the glory. It gives him glory. Each gift is from God. Each facet of each gift, is a, it's a facet of God in his nature, his character. Like you think about it, he is, if he's speaking life into you, he, that's the way he does. He shows it by example. Everything he does, every gift he's given to us, he's shown it by example. I'm going back to well, 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. Right? There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. It's the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but it's the same Lord. Different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone is the same God at work. Now to each one of the manifestation, one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. Right? We've already talked about this. He is the God of wisdom. He is the God of knowledge. By the same Spirit, to another faith, he is the God of faith. He is the thing that we can believe in. The same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing, because he heals. 
It's by that one spirit. He gives him the glory. Everything we do is a reflection of him. To another prophecy, and miraculous powers distinguishing between spirits, he was doing these things. He knows all of our languages. He's not unfamiliar with any of us. He knows and he's aware of each person. It's amazing. All these are the work of one and the same spirit. He distributes them to each one just as he determines. He is the one that is all things. Man. And therefore, in 1 Peter 4, 1 through 11, therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. As a result, they do not live the rest of their earthly lives for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. Let's see, I missed, I lost my place there. There we go. I was like, why did I, why can't I see it? For you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans chose to do. Living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and detestable adultery. They are surprised that you do not join them in their reckless, wild living, and they heap abuse on you. They don't get it. You're very different. This is what gives God the glory, whether you like it or not. He is gaining the glory because you're no longer your own. You're not the same anymore. You've been given a gift. You're operating in a different gift. You're operating in a different spirit. They don't understand. But they will have to give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is the reason the gospel is preached, even to those who are now dead, so that they might be judged according to the human standards in regard to the body. But hold on, I might read that wrong so that they may be judged according to the human standards in regard to the body, but live according to the God in regard to the spirit. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. These are gifts, but they will have to... Hold on. There we go. I was like, where did my verse go? Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do as one who speaks the very words of God. I think we need to read that one more time. If anyone speaks, they should do as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do as with the strength that God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. And the last passage, Second Thessalonians 1, 10 through 12. This is the point, right? We want Because God gave us his spirit not so we could feel great about ourselves. He gave it to serve one another because it is. There is the byproduct. We are built up. We are loved. We are poured into by one another. It is not by just conserving all the Holy Spirit for ourselves. He's like, no, give it away. Pour it out. Use your gift. Grow in that gift because he wants you to serve and to love one another. But he also wants to get the glory. That is just the result. On the day he comes to be glorified in his holy people, and to be marveled at among all those who believed, this includes you. Because you believed our testimony to you. With this in mind, we constantly pray for you. That our God may have 
may make you worthy of his calling, and that by his power he may bring to fruition your every desire, your every desire for goodness, and your every deed prompted by faith. We pray this so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you, in you and him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. That is my desire. What is your gift? Now, I want to ask a few questions. Like, I know there's some things on there. There's some questions. I want you to go through those. I call them the five arrow questions. It gets you reading. It gets you asking the questions. Like, what, is, what stands out to you? What is God showing you here? I want you to go through. This is a great thing to take to your, your Bible studies, to take to your own time with the Lord, to take to life group, wherever you want to take this. But these are questions. What is standing out to you? What is God showing you through his word? What is he t- doing? And there's a second question, like, what's the character of God in this desire? Like, what is he doing? What's his intent? You can start looking at God differently. What's the character of man? What's the purpose of man? Maybe you need to look at it that way. Sometimes, you know, I, I always laughed about it because, like, I used to ask these questions to people and to some young college students, and every time I asked, what's the character of man in here? Well, then they would say, well, man sucks. That was what they would say every time. I could almost count it all the way. I could count it every time. And then we'd laugh about it, and then we'd actually, but really, what is the character man here? No, but it was like, but what is God calling us to be? Like, what are we? We are weak, broken vessels. We have nothing in us, but we are made in his image. We are made, we are given the gift, we're made to complement one another. Wow, like you start thinking about your purpose and your plan that God has instilled in you. Like, we're going to be talking about the purpose of his plan, his design, his perfect design at VBS. How perfect is that? And then we talk about, like, well, what's God inspiring you to do? What is it saying here? What do you feel like God's calling you to do? Like, what, how, and who are you going to share that with? Because, you know, what reality is, some of us need to hear that. We need to be here, we, hearing that we have gifts. We need to be spoken life into. Someone did that for us. They said, man, you have this. I'm like, I don't think, I think you're talking to someone else, because this is not me. Like, no, I see this in you. I'm prophesying this over you. I see this in you. This is your heart. Wow. Like I was thinking about like the irony of that me being a pastor right now is two years ago. I got a prophetic word that I'd be a, I have a pastor's heart. And I said, no, I don't. No way. Shows you what I know. But it's so beautiful because God knows. God knows what's best. Now, whether I'm a great pastor or not, man, Lord, help me. <laughs> but that's the reality. He's like, he speaks life. He gives gifts that I don't even see. I don't even tapped into. And the father gives you gifts. He wants you to tap into them. He's given you things, beautiful things to express your love for him and for one another. Now I want to add, I mean, you can show by uh, show of hands and this is okay. This isn't shame time. This is honesty time. Okay. How many of us are hundred percent confident what our gifts are? Like, you can raise your hand, and if no one's raising their hand, we might take that as we aren't, and that's okay. That leads me to the second question. Even if you okay, okay, what what percentage would make you feel happy? Fifty percent, eighty percent? I'll say fifty percent. We'll go low for a second. How many of you fifty percent confident? Okay, we got we got we got more confident people with fifty percent. That's all right. That's okay. Okay, that's good. Now, how many of us are 100% confident in operating in those gifts? This is okay. Okay. No, this is why we're talking about this. 
Some of us are 100% confident in operating the gifts. And praise God. Now, how many of us want to know what those gifts are? Who, okay, well, how many of us want to be 100% confident in our gifts? I do. Man, the reality is some of us, we don't, we've never been asked that. We didn't realize that we have a part to play. And it's because, you know, whether it's, I don't know, it's a generational thing or where we've been raised up. But we often, I find myself, the reason why I'm passive is because I've been raised up by passive people. I could be raised up by, I'm around passive people. I'm like, yeah, I'm not saying you're passive here, okay? I'm just saying, sometimes if you don't realize you have a purpose and a plan, you kind of just don't ask the question, well, what is the purpose and the plan? What is my purpose here? Why am I here? Why am I alive? Like, I'm not here to just work work, and then die. That's not my plan. That's not the purpose. Like, work as into what? Do as into what? What is the purpose? Ask those questions. Like, why do you show up here? What's the purpose here? Why do we do the things? It's good to ask those questions because God gives his answers in his word. He gives you answers, and we need to ask those questions. We say, God, I'm not 100% confident in my gifts. That even have them. Not even confident, all right? I'm going to be honest. That's okay. So ask him. There are resources, by the way, to find out those spiritual gifts. But also, I love this. People, you guys can start praying and operating in those, those who are prophetic, those who operate in the realm of prophecy, start, start speaking life, exercise and say, you know what? God, help me see what their gifts are and speak into those. Man, it's like, as you read through, you're like, you know what, Lord? I feel like one of those in the list kind of stuck out to me. Okay, Lord, did you give me this gift? Because you did create me. You did know me. You formed me in my mother's womb. You know my hairs on my head. You know every hope and dream for me. Is this my gift from you? If so, am I using it as unto you? Am I operating in that? Am I becoming more proficient in this? Am I becoming confident in this? Not because I'm cool and I'm awesome, strength, and I'm, it's me. It's, no, like, God, am I asking you to increase this in me? Like, to give me, how am I, am I being a good steward of my gifting? Am I using this to bless others? Am I, what? And just, it starts in that realm. Am I operating in my gifts? Am I neglecting my gifts? Like, Lord, help me. Because, like, man, it's just like that one person who is not confident in who it is. Like, you know, we got the three people, because he's talking about the, what's it, the, um, the three servants. One was given a, a certain amount of talents. We're talking about money. But the, this, in this instance, he's talking about money. Talents is their money. He gave him a certain amount of talents. He gave him some money. He gave a certain amount of money to other people, and he gave like one to one person. But two of them went for it and doubled it. They increased it. They invested. They invested in the kingdom, and they built and did something with it. The one person was so scared. He's like, I thought you, God, were a harsh master, and I didn't. He thought so little of God. He had a bad perspective of who God is. But if he said, God, if you were a father that wisely asked me to do these things, like if he knew who God was in his character, the, the character of what he wanted and what he desired. Um, anyway, you need to read into it. I, I should have put that down here. But you need to look it up because it's an important passage. It's a reminder to not neglect your gifts. It's a reminder to not walk in fear and to bury your gifts. And then at the end of this age, when you come face to face with Jesus and you say, you know what? I was scared. I was scared you were going to judge me for what I even tried doing. I was scared that it was going to fail. I was afraid. He's like, you know what? Even if you thought 
that I was a harsh God, that I would have done that. You would have at least tried something. Like, I, I don't want to catch God's face, like, because he's not a jerk God, you know that. But he is a God that expects, when he invests, he expects fruit. Because he can make it happen. <laughs> when we invest, he makes it happen. It's not us. But we need to ask the Lord, God, it's not about my skills or my talents. It's not about my, uh, me operating the gift. I want to operate in the gifts of spirit. I want to grow. I want to figure out what those are. So we might actually talk about that. We might find some resources for that and I might share, send those out. Maybe we could do it after service next week. I don't know. Some of us need to learn of these things. A lot of us, all of us probably need to learn these things, and that's okay. So I'm going to pray blessing on these things because I am excited for what's next. I'm excited about us as growing in, in the spirit, growing in the spiritual gifts because I do believe that God will get the glory. I do believe that we will be built up when we do this together, when we serve one another with our gifts. And I do believe, man, God is going to just, that love that comes up, that wells up, and we will feel, experience that love for God and for one another when we start doing that. Man, so I'm just going to, if you want to stand with me, I'm going to pray. Father, we love you. Father, we know that you've given us gifts. You know, you, we know you have plans for us. It says in your word so many times, time and time again, that God, you have a plan for us. You have broken in in moments where like it's a Saul to Paul moment where you, you remind us of who we're called to be and who, what us spirit we're operating in. Sometimes we're operating in a spirit of this age. And Father, I just ask that you would just reveal to us what spirit are we operating in? And Father, once you've delivered us from that evil spirit, well, we're operating in the spirit of you, God, the way we're walking in, we're walking in the confidence and the boldness of the Holy Spirit. Father, we know that you are a good Father that loves giving good gifts. You love giving good gifts. You're not stingy. Father, we need to remind ourselves we're, you're not stingy. We need to declare that, God, you are not stingy. You gave good gifts to your children. And sometimes we are like, man, Lord, I don't know if I should ask you for this. Ask, seek, knock. You are faithful. Will not, even an earthly father would give what his son asked for, not a snake or a rock. Lord, you would give us what we need because you are perfect. You love us. We don't ask out of desperation. We don't ask out of unconfidence. But, Father, we walk in boldness as a son would walk up to a dad that just loved and lavished love on him. We look at your eyes and we say, Father, we don't know what our gifts are. What gifts do you have for me? As a son would ask on Christmas Day or on the special days, man, so dad, what'd you get me? What are you giving me? We're not desperate, God. We're confident. We're talking to our Abba. Abba, what did you get for me today? What do you have in store for me? What, what gift do you want to give me? How did you make me? What are your hopes for me? How can I use these gifts to not just hide them under my bed, but to show them? 
just like Joseph wearing that coat confidently. <laughs> Whether everyone liked it or not, he walked in confidence. Didn't hide that gift. God, you give good gifts, and it's all for your glory. So, Father, I ask that you would just remind our hearts, remind each one of us to talk to you like we know you, like we love you, and like you love us, and that you have plans for us, and that you want to see this body strengthen, that you want to see not just Valley View by ourselves and our island, Father, but you are raising up your body. How can you raise this body up? Because we're a part of it. We need to grow strong here, and then we need to grow strong together with the church abroad. We want to grow closer. We want to be brought in unity. We want to be brought in strength. So, so Father, start here. Start with us. We want to grow strong in you. We want to grow strong in our gifts. We want to serve one another with our gifts. We want to give you glory. Because, Father, you are worthy of all the glory. We love you, King Jesus, and it's your precious name we pray. Amen.